Welcome to Something to Drink About. My name is Alex Van Amberg, and I'm a certified sommelier with the Court of Master Sommeliers. I'm also a certified specialist of wine with the Society of Wine Educators. And I'm Christy Collins. I'm a mom of three, a yoga teacher, and a former actress. And a yoga student. Oh, I am newly a yoga student. Yes. Going, going back to the basics. Go, no, I'm not going back to the basics. I'm 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 on a quest for more. Really? Yes, I am. I'm on a quest for more. Five hundred hours. Well, what's five hundred hours? I mean I don't understand that. Explain that real Really? Quick. Yeah. You're interested? Our listeners <laughs> are interested. <laughs> It's human interest. Let's add a human interest before we go off into wine wine land. To become a certified yoga teacher, you take a 200-hour program, which I have taken. I have also taken about 450 hours with Bikram, but because I got pregnant and, uh, well, that's a whole other story. So I got my certification and now I'm going back to get more training because people ask me questions and I have no idea. I need more anatomy I need more uh, connective tissue information. I need more structure information. I think the best part is is that in every specialization, there's a rabbit hole that gets extremely boring for people who aren't oh. doing it. No, but I haven't even started with fascia yet. <laughs> fascia is fascinating. That is fascinating. And we'll save that for another episode, perhaps episode 97 or something along the line. Speaking of which, this is episode number nine, I believe. That nine! We're on nine! Nine times. Number nine. Nine, number nine. times. Number Mr. nine. Mueller. Number nine. So number nine. We're gonna have to stop you now. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us on the program today. You don't Christy. like the Beatles? Uh I like the Beatles. Okay. Well that was one of their songs, number nine. I like the Beatles. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So if you're listening to us on iTunes, you can also hear us on Stitcher. You can also hear us on Spotify. And we have a Facebook page now. So if you are looking for further information, we post articles, uh, explanations, apologies. If I get something wrong, which is not as infrequent as I might hope, then (laughs) I'll frequently post it on the website uh, or on the Facebook page. So uh, something to drink about on Facebook. and um, Yeah, uh, and if you have something that you like to drink and you want to know more about it, or if there's a history topic that you want to know more about, then message us on Facebook. Totally. Uh, we can absolutely do it. fans of questions, comments, concerns, criticisms. I'm open to no, criticisms. No, I don't want criticisms. I, you, okay, fine. I am the talent. <laughs> I need to be filtered through my director, please. You don't get to talk directly to Miss Collins. <laughs> That's policy here. So, Christy has relatively little wine knowledge, and I have a relative wealth of wine knowledge. Uh, So, we like to go through a wine together from the inexperienced point of view and working our way through it and finding out where we end up at the end of the program. So, what we do is we start off with a different wine each week, and this week we have a glass of wine in our hands right now. What do you have to say about this wine, Christy Collins? Okay, so I wish that you would make it a surprise every time, Uh because when you poured it, I guess I had to warm it up with my hands, people. And so Alex poured it, and so there wasn't that element of surprise. But when you poured it, I was like, the color is so beautiful. So it's eggplant. It's eggplanty with a little pink on that rim. I'm not going to say the word. The? Meniscus. Oh, you did say the word. I did. Excellent. So, I mean, this is actually, it's a fairly deep color. Eggplant is actually, you're only seeing it out towards the edge. It's almost black. Uh, this is a deep purple, a deep okay, dark. Okay, I'm a gardener. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I have grown eggplants, and eggplants, that purpley color, can be almost black. 
So I beg I guess I'm to thinking differ. more of the North Face sort of a eggplant, you know, sort of a on a coat fabletics eggplant you know when you're shopping online and you see an eggplant you're thinking of my of my north face jacket yeah, my your winter jacket coat. yeah that's an eggplant right but that's, that's a, a very light eggplant this yeah. is like the eggplant that you grow in your garden okay that's very deep and very dark and a a true grapey, vegetal eggplant yes okay. it's a grapey purpley blackish color it is very it's very deep it's very rich um and yet it's not showing transitional colors towards the edge it also looks young um the color does get light towards i don't the know edge. why it looks young well because I think you've told me about this like once and i'm not going to remember so um as wine ages particularly as as wine ages it gets browner uh white oh, wines turn right. brown red wines turn orange they turn brickish uh and you can see that color as you lean the glass away from you uh and hold it against something white the transition have, towards the edge okay stop i have an idea i think i need to go back and listen to our podcast <laughs> maybe i'll learn something that's an idea <laughs> so i'm not constantly thinking about the next thing i'm about to say or or where can i interrupt you in your be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, so it's a younger wine, uh, as evidenced by its appearance, um, and it may be borne out in the tasting. So the next step, so we see it, and then we sniff it. We sniff it because so, I love that word. That's why I remember it. Well, yeah. and something cool that I learned when I was watching um, a, a bloody blah on a blah blah blah, blah thing the other day was was that you can tell the intensity of a wine by where you can first smell it so instead of just shoving your nose first in the glass this person recommended that you'd start with the glass actually down more towards mid chest and if you can smell it from there then it's a very intense wine because it's really aromatic if you put the glass near your chin and you can smell it it's a medium intensity and if you have to stuff your nose in the glass it's a very low intensity wine which is interesting it gives you a um a framework for judging how intense your wine is I thought that was fascinating. That is fascinating. And I didn't want to interrupt with what I have to say about sniffing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the movie about all the pets that our third child likes so much? You know, with the big dog, the big woofy dog. Oh, the cartoon. The cartoon. Oh, with... Um, uh, pet, pet. Yeah. Something. No, I hear... I, yeah, oh, what is something the name about of it? Pets. Okay. Well, if it comes back into your brain later, remind me. So you know the little rabbit? Yeah. Who's who's like so cute? And I think it was mean. Kevin Hart, uh, but yeah, no, the fluffy. Yeah, and then with the little pink nose, and when the nose wrinkles up, that that reminds me of Sniff. So I think of that little rabbit, and that rabbit was psychotic. I know, I love <laughs> okay, that so rabbit. You have a psychotic sniffing. No, rabbit. but you think of the that little rabbit nose going like crinkling up. Okay, and then that's when I snowball. That's, that's the name snowball. of snowball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why I remember Sniff. Okay, so. From the five things. Five things, yes. So um, if you're going to snowball this wine, um, <laughs> let's, let's start with that. What do you smell or do you smell anything? Okay. Um, I smelled it when you poured it. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty intense. So now I smell it in the glass. I sniff it in the glass like snowball. <laughs> pepper. How's that? It's spicy like darker pepper. Okay. Like black pepper? Yeah, not like... Green peppers, but more like a... Oh, no. Okay. Blech. Well, no, I mean, that's that's a, okay. that's a legit pepper smell, so that's why you have to be oh, specific, because really? there's there's pepper, there's also, like, cayenne pepper, and then No, there's... like spicy black pepper, like... Okay. Crushed black pepper. And something else. Okay. It does smell fresh. I don't know other words to use. Okay, so I'm just going to say, it smells fresh and deep, like a big, dark pool. 
that has, you know, those, um, when you go spelunking and there's like this dark pool of water and it doesn't have a bottom. I rarely go spelunking, and when I do, I always I take my bottom with me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not okay. I hear you, but I'm uh, I, I don't. I'm have just that. trying to. It's like a dark pool of small water. Okay, is this an emotional resonance that you're getting with it, mm-hmm. or do you have a specific dark pool of small bottomless water? In a no, I've never experience? been spelunking either. Nor okay. would I go spelunking because that would not go well. <laughs> this is how I imagine it would be. This is in my mind. This is what I see. I see like a ancient dark pool of water that's at the mouth of a cave or mm-hmm. something and it has no bottom so it's really dark let me take you in another uh visualization exercise but oh, okay <laughs> you know how when you go to costco and you buy the large basket of Hold blueberries on. i'm closing my eyes are you seeing costco are I you smelling costco. the samples i okay. see people being irritated by me because i'm going too slow that's your family okay okay <laughs> So yes, you, I'm there. You get the big basket of, of strawberries and you bring them home and you wash them off and you can smell the fruit. You can smell like that fresh blueberry smell coming off that that freshly washed blueberry fruit. Do you know what that smell is? Yeah. Are you getting that in the glass at all? No. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's kind of what I mean by, I mean, if you can identify that smell of freshly washed fruit in a lot of ways, or if you, if you just crushed a berry in your hand, um, sometimes that's what a fresh fruit smell it smells it like to me. It does smell fresh mm-hmm. to me, but I don't. Because I eat a lot of blueberries. Right. But do you ever smell them before you eat them? I don't have time. Right. <laughs> I just need to shove You're in competition with 13 and 10 for those blueberries. No, I totally understand. I need understand. to shove them in my mouth as quickly as possible. Horrific to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will buy, literally I'll buy like a four pound thing of blueberries and I'll turn my back. And before I can even pick them up to put them in the fridge, they're gone. And there's this blue strained monstrosity, not even looking apologetic in the kitchen. No, superfood, Just baby. Rabbit, rabbit nose going down. Superfood. Uh, well, the thing about studying for the sommelier certification and something that was driving you nuts i remember was the fact that i started stopping and smelling things all the time because i was trying to identify I don't smells think that that drove me nuts okay. i don't think you ever drive me nuts really wow uh there's still wine in the glass folks so this isn't <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's one of those things that that we don't actually do a lot is we don't stop and pay attention to smells unless they're really do alarming. You know what was the most irritating oh the list is long i'm sure was the green pepper do you smell green pepper in this? And then buying green pepper and smelling green pepper. And I have to tell you that green pepper, and you, you were like, smell this and tell me what it smells like. And green pepper makes me like want to throw up. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a kid and learned to ski, my mom made my lunch. Yes, a few times she did make my lunch. And she shoved a whole green pepper, didn't cut it, into my lunch. How am I going to eat that? I'm skiing. It's a cold thing. I'm not going to like rip it open and eat it with all those little seeds, right? So it just somehow sat in my ski bag for a whole week, maybe two, (laughs) maybe the entire ski season until there was such a strong smell that I was like, what is in there? And so I finally took it apart and found this rotten Green pepper. So green peppers to me all smell like that rotten one did. Okay. You don't like that story? Well, that, I mean, that, that shows that you were a lot braver than I ever knew about when you were helping me study, and I appreciate you even more. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I know. I really set my own things aside to help you, support you, be there for you. You did, but you never forgot. 
really your... <laughs> just waiting to bring it up. <laughs> well, I've you know never what we really... need to do. We need to do a podcast so I can bring up that story about the green peppers and just stick it to them. That'll be awesome. <laughs> so, okay, so no green peppers. I'm no, like, hate okay. them. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I can see why that would be irritating. And personally, I have a bit of a blind spot for fresh green peppers. I can smell cooked green peppers when the acidity is released, but I can't smell them fresh very well. And it's supposed to be a smell that you tell Cabernet by. And so not knowing where that smell was, was always very aggravating for me. That's why I needed your help. I couldn't identify it. Well, I could help you with that. I just banged my glass. I don't want to go skiing. No, I could take a green pepper and I could put it in a plastic bag and then put it in a brown bag and then hide it in your satchel your man purse, for, I don't know, three, four weeks. That would be a different green pepper smell than a fresh <laughs> green pepper smell, I think. So anyway, out of this rabbit hole and back to the wine. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so you've smelled the wine. This wine smells um, spicy. It mm-hmm. smells uh, like a deep, dark pool. It smells, does it smell, have any fruit smells at all? Any, um, any seasoning smells? Any spice smells? Okay, well, ever since you said the strawberry thing, I kind of smell stem of strawberry. Okay. Because I pick strawberries, you know, to make jam for the kids. Okay. All right, well, let's move on to to... the third S then. We're going to skip past seeing, we're going to skip past bunny sniffing, and move on to (laughs) sipping the wine. Thank God. Well, three and four go together, sipping and savoring the wine. So let's move on to that, and let's find out what we think about the wine at that point. Oh, this is so good. This is really good. Mm-hmm. It's much lighter than I thought it would be. It's totally peppery. It's, um, you're going to do it. I-, I can't even look at you. You're doing it quietly. Okay. You swallowed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you getting on the palate of this wine then? <laughs> Vulgarities aside. <laughs> Well, I was going on a riff, but then you did that weird thing with your mouth. No, it is a lot lighter than you would think. Let me take you back. It is a lot lighter (laughs) than you would think based on the color and based on the the darkness and the fact that it's staining the glass a little bit when you swirl it. Uh, Esther does have some very nice legs on this. Uh, There's a a lot going on with that. Um, You know, the color is staining the glass just a little bit on the sides. There's there's, um, some some slow tears forming on the side of the glass. And if I could just say that she's wearing a really deep burgundy eggplant colored sheath dress that goes all the way to the ground something you'd meet the queen in that's what she's wearing today thank you fashion corner mm-hmm. nice Esther's Sleeveless. looking good so um let's go back to tasting what is all esther right. tasting like then i guess fresh fresh yummy not like she looks is there berries in there now on the palate yes okay so now berries are now showing i taste what kind of berries? berries i taste the blueberries maybe because you said it not the strawberries blackberries mm-hmm. like darker <laughs> sorry it just went out my nose. I somehow was burping and swallowing at the same nice. time. Nice. <laughs> Delicacy and grace. <laughs> that, okay. Well, I am the talent. You are so. the talent. Right. I do I do have, I possess those qualities. So once you swallow the wine, breathe oh, in across your God, mouth. God, I feel so good okay. when you breathe in like that. No. And it feels good in my chest. Mm-hmm. Does it and feel in, warm? Yes. Because I feel like there's a medium high alcohol in this because of the the... the the heat that I'm getting up in my esophagus. Well, it's kind of a little bit in the back of my throat, mm-hmm. but I feel it deeper, like in lung area. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yum. Well, and when you breathe in and out after you take a sip of the wine and, and roll it yeah. on your mouth a bit, there's there's that cinnamon dusty um, yes. coating of the mouth on the inside. Cinnamon there's... dust. Mm-hmm. 
It's very distinct. Have you ever tried a spoonful of dry cinnamon? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I was so convinced as a child that (laughs) if it smelled that good, it must taste good. Sort of like being convinced that coffee must taste good because it smells that good. What a betrayal. I know. I know. (laughs) It's like, oh, screw you, adulthood. This is not going to work out. And it is not a learned flavor to love like Mm -hmm. coffee is. Anyway. Well, cinnamon sugar is a transitional thing there. Cinnamon sugar. Yeah, transitional. Cinnamon rolls, okay. cinnamon candies, cinnamon. Right, so. but this does not taste like cinnamon. But the dust, mm-hmm. yes, I got well, that. Well, and that, that cinnamon, that dust, that, those qualities, those are barrel treatment. That comes from a barrel. Uh, so this wine has definitely spent time in a barrel. Uh, it's been aged in a barrel. Probably newish, um, newish oak, but I'm not getting uh, the vanilla. If there is vanilla, it's a very secondary characteristic. It's in the background somewhere. I get vanilla. Okay. Do I you? do, definitely. I mean, when you say it, which now I'm starting to trust myself because earlier you said fresh berries, do you get that? And I was like, not at all. But when you say vanilla, I get vanilla. Well, and it's so very... I'm not so easily led as you might think. No, well, you're, you're very strong-willed. I think that's one mm-hmm. of your major attributes. Yes. So, uh, all right. So you've had a chance to uh, taste the wine, savor the wine, sip mm, the wine, and swallow the wine. And Fifth feel S, the wine. And feel the wine. Feel so the heat. So if you were to take a guess as to what this wine is, what would you speculate? And why would you speculate that? Okay, I'm going to say Merlot. Okay. Why? I don't know, because I think Merlot isn't deep and chewy like a lot of the red. I like this red, this mm-hmm. red, but it's I used to just go for this one certain kind of red, uh-huh. and it, this is not that, so it's lighter and brighter and tastes like it's new. Okay, good. Um, this is actually a, um, a Merlot. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you kidding? Well done. Really? Well, and that's ultimately, I mean, that's there's no secret <laughs> to blind tasting. It's, it's familiarity. You knew this because no you've had this way. set of wine before. So this is a 2016 Emelo Merlot from Napa Valley. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. What happens if I start knowing too much about wine? Anyway, we'll I don't think that... we're in any danger of that. <laughs> we'll <laughs> first that of all, bridge. you're not listening to yourself talk, let alone me. So... <laughs> You never go back and review the podcast. The odds are pretty good. I'm a pro now (laughs) that I, what do you call it? That all those tells told me what the wine is. And I was like, yeah, it's a Merlot. Like with all this confidence, I just knew it. I could feel it and taste it. Tell you what, next time, next next podcast, I'll throw you a Nero to Avalo and see how quickly you nab that one. I'm busy rewriting history right now. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm going to do some South African Pinotage and see how you do with that. See how that just... Cherry pick that one out of the blue. So, um, well, I mean, the, the reason that I would say, okay, so long story short, you're actually, it was well done. I, I don't mean to take that away from you. Um, okay. I do mean to take the arrogance down a notch. Oh, but, whatever. But, yeah. but Merlot is, I mean, for a very long time from uh, from the 70s, 80s onwards, Merlot has been one of the most popular wines in the U.S. And with good reason. It's actually one of the original Bordeaux wines. Bordeaux gets divided in half. There's a left bank and a right bank. And one of those banks features mainly cab-based wines. And the other's been mainly Merlot-based wines. So when they planted wines in California, they were based on that model. And Merlot was one of those. And the reason people love Merlot is because cab can be really assertive and... Assertive. Tannic and grippy and, 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 and... Like me. 
Yes. Assertive, tannic, grippy. Whereas I like Merlot that. is plush and pleasant and oh, and velvety and, and 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 fluffy, and it's it's a delicious fruit forward wine when it's grown in a warmer climate, and it's fantastic. And therefore, it was one of the most dominant grapes that was grown in America for a very long time. And and well, until the movie Sideways came along, I mean, you can barely right. get through a Merlot lecture without talking about Sideways at one point. But when Paul Giamatti's character stood up there and screamed, "I wasn't drinking any beep, Merlot," right? It, the, it actually had a significant impact on the wine business in America. Merlot sales tanked. Pinot Noir sales jumped. Right. Um, and there's a whole another story about that. But it really did have a significant impact. And it's been a dozen years now since that movie came out. And Merlot sales are just finally starting to recover. And still, people will not order it in public. They'll drink it in private, but they're too embarrassed to order it in public because... Because of that one movie. Because of that one movie. There's a moment in that movie where... Well, because it all goes back to the fact that nobody knows what they're doing and everyone's pretending desperately that they do. There's a very right. small okay. group of people who do it. So when a movie like that that's popular and funny and cool comes along and it gives you advice you can... Say, you know, it's not even the point of the movie, but if it gives you, you that can advice... You sink your teeth into that advice. I have that advice. I Well, I like Pinot Noir because I'm cool and snotty like Paul Giamatti. But I have to say you have... Have to be kind to me and my people because it's not that we're trying to be snotty. We're just trying to pretend that we know something that we don't know how to learn. Well, that's the entire point of this podcast okay. is because you know and so I didn't be get... nice. That's all I'm saying. No, it, it, it was it was it was. The advice is misleading, but it shows just how desperate people are for good information presented right. in a friendly way that they don't feel stupid for listening to. Right. You have to tune into the nerdisodes. Hmm. Mm. Maybe that should be something your... to nerd about. <laughs> Maybe that should be your first nerd episodes all about the attributes of Merlot and yeah, and well, bringing it back. I'm delighted that Merlot is making a comeback. And, and ultimately what happened because of that is that when that happened in California in particular, everyone who was selling Merlot at that point, and there was a lot of it. When their sales started to tank, they pulled up all those vines. So oh, all this no. mediocre, the sea of mediocre Merlot that was being made, all those vines got yanked. And the only vines that stayed behind and got left in the ground were the ones that for people who truly loved Merlot. So the only Merlots coming out of California for the next decade were Merlots worth drinking. Merlots like Duckhorn. Merlots like this Emelot. Uh, Rombauer Merlot. Those are Merlots that people could actually sink their teeth into and would actually pay money to drink because they were great Merlots. So, so that's a good thing. That was it a good enhanced thing. the quality. Absolutely. And really caused the Pinot Noir quality to tank, ironically. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, people went to go drink Pinot Noir, and Pinot Noir is such a light grape. And they're like, oh, I should like this. But they didn't. And they were trying desperately to like it. And the, the growers recognized that. So in California, to be called a certain type of grape, you only have to be 75% that grape. Okay. So the wines they were making that were Pinot Noir were 75% Pinot Noir, but 25% Syrah. Oh, so, so they deepened it. They're bulking it up and deepening it with other wines to make it more palatable to people who want the cachet but right. don't want the taste. Um, so a brief notes about the wine. Wagner uh, family. Um, Jenny Wagner is the winemaker of this. Wagner family also makes Camus. Uh, so 40 years ago, um, Chuck Wagner was the uh, the, the main... Um, Wait, first tell me where they're from. What part of the world? Napa, California. Okay, so they are from California. They were grape growers in California, and then Charlie, uh, Char Chuck Wagner decided he wanted to make wine. And so he set out to make wine with the support of his parents. And so instead of just growing grapes for other people, he started making wine. And oh, he okay. made the really world-famous now Camus Cabernet, which is this deep, dark, plush Cabernet. It's a very distinctive style. And uh, he also makes Conundrum uh, White and Red, which was one of the first California-designed blends meant to go with food. We've had those before. We went to a dinner with those, right? Yep. 
And I learned all about them. Okay, yeah. Well, and then um, Charles Wagner, Chuck Wagner had three kids. He had his, um, his son Charlie, his son Joe, and his daughter Jenny. Okay. And each of the Wagner kids each kind of took a set of grapes and ran with them. Uh, and Joe uh, took and he made Pinot Noir, uh, and he ran with that. Uh, and then he went off and started his own wine company, a little bit of division in the family there. Charlie uh, <laughs> is uh, making Marisolet, so he's working on Chardonnay. Uh, so he's making Marisolet coming out of Santa Barbara now. And Jenny, uh, in order to help preserve the family name, took the grandmother's maiden name, Emelo, uh, and some of the original family plots, and is making Emelo Sauvignon Blanc and Emelo Merlot. So these are fairly boutique Sauvignon Blancs and Merlots. This bottle of wine goes for about $60. Um, are you, you know, kidding for a, Well, it's a Napa Merlot. The land in Napa ain't cheap. Wow. So this comes out of Rutherford in Napa. And, okay. Yeah. And so there's the, I mean, this is. It's a beautiful name. Emelot? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great, it's a, it's a great name. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I really like about Jenny Wagner's wines is I honestly feel that there is a distinctive difference between a female winemaker's touch in the in the in the winery and a male winemaker's touch in the winery uh-oh well no it's not sexist I, th- I just think that it's actually it's it speaking in broad strokes i think that that is actually a distinction that can be made um generally women have more taste buds per square inch than men do um so generally women when they're making wines are more sensitive to what the grapes have to offer and they generally don't try to make the wine what they vision they try to release the wine to be what it was supposed to be so there's a sense of femininity to a lot of wines that are made by female winemakers because they have a more delicate touch uh, in a lot well, of ways. They also have more neuro neuro pathways. How do you say that? Neuro neuro. The irony. Neuro <laughs> <laughs> neuro. Of pathways you trying between... to tell me how smart they are <laughs> while between... looking for the words and asking me for that is really funny. Between the right and left hemisphere, uh-huh. so they can multitask better, and they're. Oh, well, yeah, okay. There, I mean, it's a real skill. It's a real skill set. And so I'm really pleased that there's more and more female winemakers in this industry, which has typically been so vastly male-dominated, mm-hmm. that there's more and more female sommeliers coming up. Um, because there is, uh, there's, a, there's a whole – there's a difference in thinking between t- traditional male thinking and traditional female thinking. And the world is vastly better for having female winemakers, female sommeliers out there bringing those thought processes, those gifts, that sensitivity to it, um, I think – Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why uh, I've drunk uh, many of the Charles drunk, Wagner's or drunk, drank, drank, drunk, drank, 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 drunk, drink, 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 drink. I've I've sipped many Charles Wagner wines, many much better, <laughs> many of the Joe Wagner wines and many of the Chuck Wagner wines, and I, I can't say that I enjoy any of them as much as I enjoy Jenny Wagner's wines. Mm-hmm. Um, her choices, her directions in the winery create wines of great delicacy in my mind, um, using these these very rich, very developed, warm temperature grapes coming out of napa and i think they're great wines uh i think they're absolutely delicious and i think she does a fantastic job and i hope that she branches out to other varietals and it adds a few more things to the family lexicon right that's pretty cool before i heard there was a little disturbance in the family i was very excited i was thinking wouldn't that be great if you had a winery and you lived on this great earth and this plot of land with a cool house and then your children could kind of take over your business i don't know that sounds great but i'm sure that there's many struggles and that's just my fantasy life happening right there (laughs) well and I, i think that's very much true i mean i don't know all the details but i mean my my brain is certainly supplying all sorts of possibilities the idea that you know like chuck wagner it's like no my kids are gonna do what i do and and joe's like yeah screw you dad i'm out of here (laughs) i'm gonna go make my own fortune you know you can just see the 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 drama and the stories and and um but maybe for a family to still pull together and create and to work together and to have a passion and to share that passion Mm -hmm. that's pretty dynamic pretty exciting it is so 
Anyway, uh, any other questions, comments, or concerns, ideas? Well, I like it. I'm just, I feel very proud of myself right mm-hmm. now because I think it's the first time I've ever done that. I don't know if it was an accident or not, but I'm just going to take it as a big win for today. It's and... a huge feeling to actually <laughs> to reach out to a wine and actually pull that wine out of the basket and go, it's like, I, I got it right. Yeah. yeah. When you're blind tasting a wine like that, there's a lot of pressure. It's a, it's a huge win. It's a great feeling. So when you totally... first told me that you were you wanted to go in this direction of being a Psalm. And I watched that movie. You had me watch the movie and I, I saw the gentleman sitting around naming flavors. And I just thought it was, that was so dumb. Yeah. And I was like, what, how could you even tell a wine? wine is wine? How could you tell one from the other? So it makes me feel a little, a little bit closer to you. <laughs> well, it, it, there is a whole, I mean, there is a whole mystery to that. And, and, and that mystification, people are people. And so having that skill set, that ability to blind taste a wine and pick it out and, and, and people will use that ability or that, 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 that trick to set themselves above other people like anything else. And right. so I think the, the, I think it's important to take away the mystery, to make it evident that anyone can do this because I think it increases enjoyment and it, it humbles people a bit, you know, mm-hmm. to realize, you know, the mountain that they have to climb to get there. I think it's it's important to realize that we all have the capability. There's nothing special right. about anyone who's tasting wine uh, except for the fact that they've chosen to apply their will to this situation and mm-hmm. to find an answer. So there's nothing special about me having this pin. Uh, the only thing it means is that I chose to do it. Okay, I just disagree. Yeah, you chose to do it. I wouldn't choose to do it because it's not, it's just not my, it's not my desire. It's not what fires me up. Mm -hmm. But I saw you studying and training and blind tasting and uh, going to, you know, helping put the kids to bed and then going downstairs at 10 o'clock at night and studying until 3 in the morning. So... There is something special about somebody who will dedicate that kind of focus to some very detailed pieces of information. Anyone can do this if That's they choose to do true. it. If they choose to do it. There's it's no, not true. There's not no one... everybody has a brain like you. I'm saying that inherently the skill set is not an insurmountable one. Not everybody has a brain like you, and that's what I'm saying. Take it in. You have this great brain. Maybe there's other brains out there like you. And yes, maybe I can do simpler things because I'm not going to sit there and study. But I could not... Don't say it. I can edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say rabbit hole. (laughs) And then for some reason I thought, I have to immediately stop talking. (laughs) If he says that... Game over. <laughs> it's like calling time when you're in in, in fourth grade. I, I call time. I appreciate the compliment. I appreciate that. That I, I do appreciate what you're saying. I really do hear that, and I really do think that for people, the people who would choose to do that, there is a, there is something special about that. But I also yes. don't want to. I don't want to make this a mysterious thing that only certain people have the capacity to do. I think that anyone who chooses to become a blind taster and wants to work at it, there is a set. There is a there is a there is a set of tools that you can master with enough work. It may take you longer than certain other people. Okay, but anyone I get can do that. It. I get that. Right. I get that you can master. The, of course, now I get that you can master the tasting. Right. Because, because 
You yeah, can do it. I'm yeah. there. Doors right? open in my tiny little mind. Yeah. Click, hello. Because, you know, uh. at podcast number 10, I'm going to be like, I have no clue what this is. <laughs> All right. So we're going to bring on Esther, and we're going to bring on Snowball the Rabbit, and we're going to get this wine done. Let's go. Got my cast of characters. We're going to evaluate the crap out of this yes. wine. All right. <laughs> Mnemonics, baby. That's how I remember things. That's funny. So, um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, We are available on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify. Uh, Go to our Facebook page. Check it out. Give us a like. What's our Facebook page called? Uh, Something to drink about. And then, Such a great name. Uh, go to iTunes. Give us a rating if you want. Uh, five stars always makes us feel better about ourselves when we're trying to get to sleep at night. And It uh, really does. It really does. It's just, it's like, how many? How many listens? How many people on Facebook? Come on. Pass it along to your friends <laughs> if you like it. Uh, give us a review if you want. This has been the 2016 MLO Merlot from Napa Valley by Jenny Wagner. Uh, we hope to hear you next time. This is Jenny been Wagner, who we love. Something to drink about with Alex Van Amberg and Christy Collins. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs>